Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watson. I'm here, my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. This is your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watchman Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. DJ Jazz Park. DJ Jazz Park. Jazz Park. <laughs> that actually sounds like a really cool place. I want to go there. Like Arlong Park, but like Jazz Park. It's just old jazz mm-hmm. music there. Dude, I would love that. All right, all right, guys. We are finally back to doing another One Piece episode. Uh, whereas other shows, we do them like back to back to back. We, we've had a little trouble doing um, the One Pieces, so we've been doing them like once a week. So it's been like a month, and we're still trying to get through the One Piece episodes, mostly because it's so hard to track down our dude right here, Skeeb. Welcome back, Skeeb. Yo, thank you so much for having me. Uh, every time we're doing an episode, I'm in a different city or a state. <laughs> no way. Show That's so off. funny. You're like a, like, well, a nomad. <laughs> yes, I Mr. Am. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> uh, where are you now? Uh, right now I'm in Santa Monica, California. Oh, damn. Nice. Very cool, man. That's awesome. And where were you before? You were in Houston, I believe? Uh, well, yeah, Houston earlier. Uh and then Chicago when we did the last episode. All right, all right. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, we're lucky to have you. Uh, we need your One Piece knowledge because, you know, I, I'm a little bit of a One Piece novice. Uh, Jazz knows quite a bit, but he needs somebody to bounce, you know, theories and, and Easter eggs off of, and I am no use <laughs> to him. So it's good to have you here. Um, this is episode seven. And we get to meet a lot of fun characters in this one. We get to meet uh, Bellamy. Uh, we get to meet Najiko. We see Arlong again. We see Buggy again. Uh, and a few other fun little characters from the Canali Islands. Uh, Ski, how would you rate this episode? What do you think about this episode based on you know what you expected to happen in the anime? Well, a rating is an understatement, but I'm going to say that they did a lot of things very well with this series. Um, it does a really good job from the beginning where Nami would have these little subtle hints of, you know, distraught, despair, things that she didn't want to tell the crew, little secrets. And it all built up for these last two episodes. And we then we get to see the conclusion of Nami. We actually finally see her story after seeing Usopp's, Zoro's, and Sanji's. And Luffy's, a little bit of Luffy's, and now it's Nami's turn. And I'm really excited. And they did hit it on the nail. They did a lot of really good development with Arlong Park and then Nami's backstory and then what they'll get to for episode eight. Yeah. And I got to say, this episode in the version of the anime is the one that got me hooked. This is where I was like, oh shit, I understand the hype. Uh, when you we see at the end, the scene at the end of this, was the scene that made me go, oh, shit, this show lives up to his hype. 
uh, when it comes to the anime. And then when I saw this show do the same exact thing, and you can see like the side by side comparison of the live action and the anime, and you're just like, yeah, they're doing an amazing job. Like they're about to stick the landing, which is so hard for a show in general, uh, but for an anime adaption, uh, almost unheard of. Jazz, what are your thoughts? I mean, I got nothing more to add. I told you, man, get through episode, what, 44 of the anime, and you will be hooked. Here you are. It, uh, 400 episodes later, I'm still here, man. I'm a One Piece fan. I hung out with uh, one of my buddies, Drawhead Goofy, who is one of the biggest like uh, promoter of uh, One Piece, saying how great it is. And when I told him that I'm finally hooked, he was so ecstatic. He was like, yes, yes, finally. What did I tell you? <laughs> he, uh, and then I got the most dopest fit, man. I got this dope uh, jacket. Uh, le- let me show you my jacket. Hold on. One second. Uh, why don't you guys talk amongst yourself real quick about the episode, and I'm going to go grab my uh, hoodie real quick. I want to show you guys. Cool. So, Skeeb, what did you think of the episode? How close was it to the anime? Uh, well, okay, so I think they did a really good job. They did change a lot of things with Arlong Park and um, Najiko uh, and then the whole civilians not really knowing. Because in the anime, the civilians actually knew what Nami was getting herself into. But this mm-hmm. one, they're all just mad at her. Yeah, they yeah. had no idea she was doing what she could to help everybody. I really like that part in the anime where she they knew, but they didn't want her to know that they knew. It was kind of mm-hmm. like really good. Um, but I did want to show you something, Skeep. Check out my Zoro Yo. sweatshirt. Yo, this, this is dope. This is so fire right here. If you guys check out the uh, podcast on YouTube, but this sweatshirt, it's so dope. But wait, wait till you see the back. I know. I'm sure the back is going to be oh, the wanted poster. The wanted poster of Roronor Zoro. And... <laughs> it's so dope. The amount is is on here, too. I think it's 33 million. Oh, 32? Yeah, yeah. 3,200 so... <laughs> billion million berries. I went from not watching the show at all to buying merch. Now I'm a I'm a merch buyer. <laughs> Nerd. I know. Don't I know. get uh, action figures because those are very expensive. My cousin uh, no. has a huge collection of, of uh, action figures. Yeah. Statues. Uh, and you know, they're. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm more of a poster than and and t-shirts kind of guy. But uh, you should get I all have... the posters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be cool. You get all the wanted posters. Those are dope. The the uh, price keeps changing on them, though. <laughs> so you got to make sure you got the latest ones. It sucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I love this show. I'm addicted. Can't wait for new uh, seasons. I mean, the reviews have been so good that people are talking about 15 seasons. That's insane. Uh, maybe even throwing a movie here and there would be dope. Like, that would be super cool. Oh, that actually would be an amazing idea if they did a One Piece live action movie. Right? Like six seasons in a movie, and then six more seasons in a movie, and then six more seasons in a movie. That would be so dope. I would love it. All right. Let's start off this episode and start breaking it down one by one. Uh, it starts off with Buggy and Zoro. And then, you know, Zoro kind of saying, hey, Buggy, we need you to tell us where Arlong Park is. And they're kind of just going at each other. Now, while this is happening, we see a little bit of a beef between Sanji and Zoro to a point where Sanji calls him Mosshead, and I thought that was really, really funny. <laughs> and one of the things that you see in, in the anime quite a bit is that the rivalry between 
Sanji and Zoro never diminishes. It, even when they're working together, they're still just bitter rivals. Even when they agree with each other, they, they're still bitter about it. What is this between uh, Sanji and uh, Zoro where they just don't get along? Honestly, I don't know where that stemmed from. I don't remember or recalling how it started, but uh, you're right. I, I think to this day, Zoro's never called Sanji by his real name. Called him the cook, twirly eyebrows, which I loved, but they kind of took away. Uh, yeah. yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, no, it's really, really cool. Jazz, what are your thoughts? Um, it, It's a healthy brotherly rivalry. See, I feel like this one, the live action, is a healthy brotherly library, and I feel like the anime one is is a lot deeper, and like they're just like meaner to each other, but they respect the shit out of each other. Is is the thing though, which I which I really like. I mean, it also makes sense because like Sanji comes from this background of being all proper and whatnot, and Zoro is kind of like you know the brute who grew up on the mountains, and yeah. I think it's just a difference of personalities, but like. You know, the crewmates, so deal with it. Yeah. I think there's like a thing where like Zoro is kinda just gets like annoyed by Sanji's like over dramaticness about how he treats women and how he goes all crazy after that thing, like Zoro's like, Oh god, not again and he kinda gets over it. And then I think that's probably where it stems from. Somewhere in the early episodes, I think like Zoro was just like annoyed by his like uh devotion to Nami and some of the other women. And then after that, it's just it, they just go back and forth. But you you can tell which one is is probably the the bigger or the more stronger of the two. It's, it's Zoro, right? Zoro would defeat Sanji, right? Or do we not know? Or did they go back and forth? Like, what's the what's the hype level of of those? All two? right, I I'm not gonna give anything away. I will tell you though. There are times where Sanji's bounty is higher than Zoro's, and there are times where Zoro's is higher than Sanji's. Oh, really? Because because where I am at the, at the anime, like Zoro's is way higher than everyone else. He has the second most highest at the point. So if you're mm -hmm. telling me Sanji catches up, that's crazy. He does. Oh, interesting. Uh, and we also can reveal this too: that Nami left the crew. So in Japanese, Sanji means three. San. So in crew terms, it is Luffy, Zoro, Usopp, and Sanji. Sanji yeah. being the third uh, member that Luffy re recruits. Oh, yeah. So you're right. She's technically not part of the crew. She's faking it, and she's kind of just on there to kind of get whatever she wants from these guys so that she can sh uh, have this money to buy back her land, which is what we're going to get to next. Um, also, I really like how they had the tangerine in the title sequence. The tangerine is a really like significant part of uh, Nami and her her history, and, and and I love what they do at the end with the tangerine. But we'll get to that in the next episode. Um, so this episode starts out with like a young Nami, and we get to see like you know where she came from and how she was just a child of war. And I think. Um, Bellamy, uh, what was her name? Bell, Bell, Bellamere? Bellamy. Bellamy. Bellamy was a Marine, and she saw these two kids and decided to just, you know, adopt them uh, in one of those situations. And 
you know, Nami, I think she steals something and uh, or they get into a fight. And I think she slaps Nami at one point where Nami is just being a brat. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things where, like, she is an unorthodox mom. Like, she loves them and she's their mom, but she adopted them, right? And she's, like, not a typical mom. Um, and they have a little bit of a tiff. So, and because of this tiff, you know, uh, I think like Nami kind of regrets some of the stuff that she says to Bellamy uh, a lot. Uh, what are your thoughts about? Oh, the sorry. Re- I thought you were talking about Bellamy. No, you're talking about Bellamy. Yeah, that's Bellamy. actually his mom. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was thinking Bellamy. I don't know why. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Bellamy's a different character. Uh, we'll get to that later toward the uh, Skypea arc. Oh, that's Bellamy. Okay, never mind. All right. Um, yes. What are your thoughts of the relationship of young Nami, Nojiko, and Bellamarie? Um, yeah. So I'm actually really happy that they um, included diversity once again. They casted a non-white character for this role for Nami's sister. Yeah. And it goes really well with, you know, keeping diversity intact in uh, our current times. Also, I think the reason why Nami was um, Nami got slapped by uh, her mom was because she had said that we're not a real family or you're not my real mom, oh, and yeah. that hurt her. Uh, and it wanted she wanted her show to show her that you know I, I love you this much, no matter even if you are blood or not. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I know you mentioned uh, her race. Um, I went back and watched it, and like if you look really carefully. She is light skinned, but she isn't really white in, in the anime either. I feel like either they uh, changed it up or I I don't know. But a lot of people were complaining, and a lot of people did like side by side comparisons of like Nami skin color and Nojiko skin color, and they're like they're clearly not the same. So you know she might not be uh, black, but she was definitely a person of color. And I like the fact that they made her um, a person of color. I think that was really great. And the actress they got did such a good job. She's such a great actress definitely brought that character to life uh a big fan of that um but yeah what else are your thoughts about nami najiko and belmarie's backstory anything else we want to get into that because i know uh in the anime one of the things that nami does is she steals a lot and she steals books because she wants to learn about navigation and she wants to learn about all of the maps of the world and cryptography and all that stuff um I don't know if they went into that that deep in the live action. I think they a little bit did because um, what was the um, villagers mayor? What is his name? I forget his name. Yeah, the yeah. guy with the scars. Yeah, it's eventually get the scars, but then he also has this um, pinwheel. Yeah, on top yeah. Of so yes, uh, Nami steals a bunch of these books, and she wants to read and create maps, and he teaches her a lesson. And I don't really recall the lesson. I think it was something about you shouldn't steal. It's not good. And you're a good person. Was it Genzo? Is Genzo the name of the guy? I can't recall, but let's just say it's Genzo. Okay. <laughs> it is Genzo, and I just could not remember it for the life of me. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Genzo, but I wasn't 100% sure. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So while that's happening, um, there is backstory about... Uh, what's happening in real time and we see uh, Garg and Zeph kind of meet each other 
and they have a conversation and you kind of get to see where Luffy gets his love of meat from because he was like, oh yeah, meat? <laughs> I, could sit, I could sit around here and have some meat, sure. Um, and they talked about how Luffy reminds them so much of Goldie Rogers. Now, when I watch the anime, this point is brought up over and over and over again. Uh, there are points where some people say that he's the reincarnation of Goldie Rogers. I've heard people say that in the anime. Uh, but it's interesting that they wanted to bring that up so soon in this episode. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Anything that we the timing share? of it all. Um, I think they just didn't have enough time because I was also expecting... Um, the uh reverse mountain scenes to happen here like properly but uh you know i think they just ran out of time ran out of budget and whatnot what do you mean reverse mountain reverse mountain doesn't happen until they they leave the grant they get to the grand line right right but it also happens like when they did the uh in the next episode when they do the thing with their boots on the uh barrel yeah so it felt a little they definitely rushed it because you okay. know eight episodes there's just so much content to sure. put in there yeah yeah right um the timing was a bit off but like <laughs> you know what can you do this is just one of the things that happens with the live action he's got to accept it yeah so nami was never part of the crew uh and she was just kind of using them until she didn't need them anymore but then there's also the fact that nami could have left a little bit earlier but she decided to hang around when zero got into a fight with mihawk so like even though nami is this like you know, terrible person who kind of used everybody. In the live action, they kind of show her sticking around, and she like she's not all bad. Whereas in the anime, they made her seem a little bit more on the "Hey, I'm just out for myself," uh, what you call it, perspective, I guess. Uh, and I guess that's because they also didn't have enough time, and they need to show her character development a little bit earlier and see where she's going. Um, what are your thoughts about? you know, Nami as a character in this scene uh, and how she kind of differs from the anime a little bit. She shows a little bit more empathy towards the Straw Hats. She's built this bond. And like we had mentioned, when Zoro was injured by Mihawk, she was very concerned that she, that Zoro should not fight Mihawk because she knew that he was going to like get hurt or die. Um, and the fact that she stayed longer did show that she was building this bond with the crew. And I feel like uh, the difference of her staying kind of helps, like you're saying, build character development. Uh, in the anime, she like steals the the going Mary, and uh, then the the Straw Hats kind of have to venture on figure out how to get to Konomi Islands. Yeah, yeah, and there's like two other characters who we never see again, but yeah. they're also <laughs> part of it, <laughs> and they kind of help her. Uh, so yeah, that's really funny. So in here we get to see Arlong Park a little bit now. Um, Something you mentioned to me before Wait, the show. Real quick, sure. real quick, real quick. One thing I do want to point out about when Nami left, mm -hmm. most of the Straw Hats didn't even believe it. Like Luffy was like, "There's no way she's part of the crew. Something's wrong." Zoro was like, "Nope, she's a friend. Something's up." And then you know we could always blame Sanji for being you know obsessed with girls. Like, oh, he's just after women. But no, he's like, "Nope." She's mysterious and complex. There's something deeper here. Only Usopp was like, nope, she's gone. Let it be. But the other three were like, nope, that's our crew. We're going well, after her. 
Well, Usopp is also known as Mr. Negative. He is the most cynical person <laughs> in the Straw Hat crew, which, oh. one, which at one point actually <laughs> becomes a, a, a weapon for him <laughs> at one point. So yeah, I, I think Thriller that's... Bark. Yeah, Thriller Bark is, is, is when that actually helps him a little bit. So, yeah, I can see that happening. Um, no, I totally, totally get that. Um, I have a note here, and I don't know who this person is. Captain Uzami? Yes. Is that a person? Okay, I don't know. I don't know why I wrote that. I don't even remember who he is. I think it's Izumi. Is Izumi? Izumi. Izumi. So Captain Izumi is part of the Marines. And oh, yes. The cat guy. The cat guy. What mouse? Cat? Mouse? I think mouse. Whatever. Some animal rat. thing. He has whiskers. He has whiskers. Yeah. A rat. Uh, because he makes a deal with Arlong, and the deal that he makes with Arlong is, I'm going to keep your island under wraps and not tell the Marines as long as you give me money. Yes, and then Arlong keeps them on his uh, in his pocket, giving him a hundred k berries or something. Yes, and because of that, he gets to do all whatever he wants with the Canali Islands. Get to do whatever he wants with Arlong Park. He gets to do whatever he wants with with everything. And uh, though what happens is in the backstory, he comes to the Canali Islands and just wrecks shit up, and he tells everybody, "Hey, I need you guys to pay me." For every person that's here, so it's a hundred k for every person that lives here, uh, and fifty k for every child that lives here. So, uh, Belmarie does is she tries to hide her kids. So she hides, uh, what you call it, um, Nami and her sister, and she gives him a hundred k. Now he asks her if there. Are if, if you have kids here and she would not deny her kids. She didn't want to at any point deny that they were her kids. So she said the hundred K was never for me. It was for her kids. And because of that, Arlong shot her and killed her. Which, which not maybe... only did he shoot her and kill her, he did it in front of the two girls. Like, yeah, it was Tra just so fucked up. Like, traumatizing oh it's, it's it's rough um and arlong is definitely a crazy villain here and and you know that he's the biggest villain here uh but then nami decides to join him and you're kind of thinking like what the fuck well she just killed your mom why are you going to go ahead and join this pirate crew and she decides she's going to join this pirate crew to make a deal with Arlong. And the deal is she is going to raise enough money. And when she does raise this money, she can buy the Canali Islands from Arlong. And that's the deal. So that's why she's been doing everything she's been doing. She's a thief. She's been collecting money. She's been taking it back to her island. She's been hiding it. And then she is going to one day buy back the island's freedom. And that's her goal. Uh, so you kind of learn why she's doing everything she's doing. Now, Arlong kept her on the crew because she is a very skilled navigator and cryptologist, and uh, she can make maps like nobody else. And for a fishman crew to have uh, like the best maps in the world gives them a huge advantage. Um, Skeeb, what are your thoughts about why Nami did this and why Arlong decided to bring her onto the team? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I just want to also point out one more thing is that uh, when uh, Arlong Park is introduced, 
the reason why it's different from the anime than uh, the manga, the live action, because the live action, it's a theme park. In the anime, it's just um, a really nice area and like a bunch of buildings. Is because the fishermen, uh, when they were young, they were discriminated against and they couldn't go to the theme parks that all the other humans went to. So they built this theme park in kind of like a way of like they wanted this and then they got it. Um, going back to what you were just asking about with uh, how do I feel about like Nami trying to go against uh, the humans and, and join the Arlon crew. I think she did do a very smart thing, trying to gain the trust of uh, Arlong, trying to help their, help her uh, people at the same time. And I think it all was just for this one master plan for hers. And whether it was from the anime where everyone knew that she was gathering the money to save the island or everyone not knowing uh, in this one and everyone's like mad at her, even her sister was mad at her not knowing. Um, but regardless, I think Nami's intentions were good and that's what we have to keep in mind. Yeah, and in the anime, her sister does know. And so does uh, Ginzo and yes. a few of the other townspeople. And yes. I think that was a big change in this one. And, and it kind of showed how she had to burden it all. The hatred that she, her own family has for her, the hatred her town has for her, uh, her the hatred that her, this father figure has for her. Uh, and she just had to like eat that shit because she had this goal. And all the horrible things that she did for Arlong... She had to do that too because she had a goal and nothing could, you know, get in the way of that goal. Yeah, so and she Arlong gave her the resources too. They, despite them her imprisoning her, because in the anime you can see that she's imprisoned, and then in the live action they kind of hint at it with the shackles yeah. and being locked in the room. Um, Arlong did give her the tools to create the maps that she needed. Yeah. And, yep, she did. And, but it's horrible as Arlong is, they do something that they haven't done in the anime until much later. And is they, they, they talk about, and you hinted at this a little bit earlier about with the amusement park, the fishmen were enslaved. They were discriminated against and they had, um, you know, all these injustices done onto them. And Arlong is having his like Magneto moment where he's like, listen, we are the superior race we're stronger we can last more and uh, longer in water we have all of these attributes why are we the ones uh being discriminated again we are the next stage of evolution so he believes that he is superior so you know he becomes he a fish supremacist basically right and it's funny where we see like go from having all this hatred and all of this injustice done to you to being the one who perpetrates all of this injustice. It kind of just goes in a circle. Um, I, I thought that was very interesting, and I thought that is a very, uh, you know, prominent relevant thing, point, uh, relevant to... point to today's age, exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm really glad the show threw that in there. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> I, I mean, we just said it, like what's going on on the other side of the world it's you know some people do believe that you know violence is the only way to get what they need for liberation in a way and then you know when you get to the fishman island arc way later you realize that no not everybody's like that and you know i'm sorry for spoiling that but uh it's not really a spoiler uh we've already been introduced to the one fishman who was uh the mater d at a 
at the restaurant and he wasn't like that so right it's just it's so good like it's really really good there's so many things one piece will touch upon like slavery genocide um orphan occupation indigenous right, people being trauma from their land. Like yeah everything it's such and a good show you have gender too as well mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh the other thing is um somebody makes a point when arlong is going on his story about how uh the fishmen were discriminated against and someone say well there is even a fishman on some kind of council i think his name was jimby or something jinbei jinbei and uh i've been told that is an easter egg and uh jinbei mm -hmm. is a prominent character later on he's a warlord he's the first son of the sea and he's, and a, he's fisherman. a fisherman yes yeah. they mentioned it 400 chapters before the, the anime series so there it wasn't supposed to be known until four after 400 chapters from the point that they're at right now yeah so they mentioned that in this episode which i thought was pretty interesting so it's one of those things where like oh discrimination can't exist we you have one of your people in uh in in government in some kind of sense of authority which is something other people say when they try to say hey we're not an apartheid state we have this type of people in government is it, kind of like they throw out their token uh person to kind of say hey this this kind of discrimination doesn't exist when it can still exist yep Just. and that token person usually is trying their best to fix the exact same issues that are there but then everybody hates each other and it's always a mess <laughs> mm, interesting interesting all right cool so so arlong N nami tells arlong that she has the money and Arlong's like, hey, I'm going to uphold my deal. You have the money, you can have the islands. What he doesn't tell her is that he's going to tell the Marines that where she uh, she has this money. And then the Marines come and they go looking for this money and they take her money. And Arlong was the one who told her. So the reason Nami finds out is because she knows that there are uh, the Marines were like, yes, we have the 100 million berries. And then Nami's like, wait a second, how did you know this was exactly 100 million berries? So she figures out that it was Arlong who, who set this up. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, the double cross here? Uh, the difference between the anime versus the manga, sorry, the live action, was that in the anime, it was actually in the tangerine fields right next to the house. But this one right. was at Bellamira's Bella, grave. And even Najiko... Or, yeah, Nejiko's, I was so confused and like utterly distraught that it was where her mother was buried. Uh, and I feel like I think they could have kept it with the tangerine fields. Uh, but this one kind of hit closer to home because Nami wanted to keep it safe away from everyone and a place where no one could ever look again. Um, and true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody should dig up graves. That's very fucked up. So <laughs> yeah. like, that's a very smart place to keep money like that. And Arlong is very conniving, uh, trying to get Nami to stay on the crew for as long as she can. Because once she gives him the 100 million berries, her freedom is set. Uh, wow. It's like slavery. If you, you can buy out your freedom. It's almost indentured servitude, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's totally true. Um, and then when this happens to Nami, the villagers and Genzo and her sister, they all find out. And her sister's like, you let me hate you for so long. I thought that was that was a great dynamic because in the other one everyone knew it, 
and everyone kind of just had this, which was like a nice thing for Nami. But in this one, they didn't know, and her sister goes, you let me hate you for so long, which is also very deep. And I thought that was very interesting, too. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? My heart, man. <laughs> it's it's sad, right? When she says you let oh, when she goes like you let me hate you, a sister. That's that's tough. That's that's oh, yeah. it's so emotional. Like you know, I did almost tear up here. Like it, it was really good. Yeah. All There's right. like not much more we can add to it. Like just go watch it, people. It, it's great. All right, and the next scene I want to talk about. It is the best scene I think in all of Star. Uh, which we call it in the Straw Hat Goofy anime it's when nami has given up and then she takes a knife and she cuts up her tattoo and then she just kind of gives up and she tells luffy to go and then she's crying and she's crying and then she just she's asks throwing dirt at him like yeah she's just, throwing you know, dirt get at away him. from here you know so she asks for help because she's just like exhausted and she just doesn't know what to do luffy puts the hat on her which is his treasure and then he's like, let's go. And then all the guys are like, say less. And they just <laughs> all walk down this like walk to Arlong Park. And then the episode just ends. And it's just so perfect because they do it exactly the way the anime does. And they, they pulled it off. They did such a great job. And it's probably my favorite scene in the entire live, a live action. What are your thoughts? Agreed. That's it. <laughs> Skeep. For me, uh, they did capture the scene uh, majestically. Uh, in the anime is where I think I cried the most because uh, the word is tasukede, right? To help. Yeah. Um, and the way the anime voice actor says it is just makes you like very emotional. And yes, um, Nami's character did do a really good job. Uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Rudd? Emily Rudd? Emily Rudd. Emily Rudd. I think Emily Rudd just killed the, the 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 character like she did an amazing yeah. job as nami and she knew she watches anime she watch she like keeps up with it yeah. so i'm sure she immaculated it very well uh and yes uh it's called the march to arlong park and you get a very like amazing music in the background you just see them going because they're they're gonna fight the fishermen and it's like gonna be an all-out war yeah it's so good the music is there the, the walk the cinematography they do it just the way and then, um, you know, and just like in the live action and in the anime, Luffy goes, he throws his hands in the air and he goes, yes, yeah. I will. Yeah, 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 totally. Because we're friends. Um, yeah, because we're friends, right? And, and Luffy is one of those people that does anything and everything for his friends. And that's what means the most to him. Um, yeah, and that's the end of this episode, man. Overall, I thought it was great. I loved it. The end scene got me hype, and now I'm ready for the Arlong Park fight, and that also doesn't disappoint. So we'll get into that in the next episode. But uh, anything else that we didn't capture, guys? I, I kind of, I'm really sad that Hachi isn't in this, uh, the live action. He plays a very predominant role. He is the octopus, and he yeah. kind of fights Zoro in the anime. And Zoro always fights like a, a sword user. Uh, but unfortunately, Hachi is not here. Uh, and um, no, we'll see what the live action does with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I am curious, too, what they, what they do with Hachi. Because Hachi does come into play a few episodes later. But we'll see. Yep. But yeah, thanks, man. That's all we got for today's episode. Until next time, guys. Salam, nerds.